The hardest part of mentorship is the inability to receive correction. My name is Shaiju and welcome to Mentorship Gold. Anytime a child eats something and the body is not capable of digestion and the response to that indigestion is it throws out that food. Vomiting is both involuntary and forceful of the contents that the body has decided not to accept. And as we all know, whatever is rejected is very stinky and very messy as well. This is why correction is probably both dangerous and powerful both at the same time. By knowledge, many of us desire correction in our mind. But if our hearts are not in sync with what we believe is the truth, then the result is the vomiting of that truth and that is painful. So the question you need to ask today is how desperate are you to change, learn and grow? Time and time again, I have seen that many people who desire for it is not ready for it. In Proverbs chapter 12, and verse 1, there's a powerful verse in the Bible. It says, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. But when people don't understand that, you see, the mentors usually spend weeks and years going around trying to clean up the mess of what their life and mind and heart were not ready to accept. Receiving correction is one of the best gifts that a mentor can give a mentee. And when a mentee recognizes a correction, they must be quick to do everything to celebrate and thank and be grateful for that correction so that what you celebrate is what you multiply. And the more information you have about what you must change, the further your reach will be. Jesus rebuked two of his disciples and you see both had two different outcomes. Jesus rebuked Peter and exposed his demonically inspired thoughts and words and even showed him the potential of how he could be the betrayer. And you will see how Peter went on, went through a rough patch, went through failures and then turned his life around. And yet you see Judas went on did not change. In fact, the rebuke of Jesus only accelerated him into the process of betrayal. The possibility of the prophecy over Judas coming to pass was 12 to 1 because he said, one of you will betray me. But the prophecy towards Peter was 1 is to 1 because he said, you are going to do that. Yet you find Peter coming around and changing his life's destiny. When a mentor corrects you, it is to bring up to the surface that which is hidden to your eyes and understanding. And with those corrections, emotions and feelings that was well hidden for years and decades have a way of surfacing along with them. Now, some of us are aware of those things, but some others, it has been subconsciously swept under the, the carpet for a very long time. And that is why many those who are not prepared to face it end up fleeing it. Jesus, in fact, when he rebuked Peter, had no expectation of Peter's infallibility. Instead, he goes on to tell Peter that when you repent and come around, 
be sure to encourage your brothers. This is one of the reasons why many leaders prefer not to correct somebody because it is a messy affair. Instead, they are hoping that time and life will do the cleanup job and, and at the risk of having to carry you on the shoulder, they keep quiet in hope for self-change. And self-change usually sometimes takes decades, if not a lifetime. Some even die without seeing the breakthrough that they were supposed to see. But the question you need to ask is that, is that how you want your journey with your mentor to be? Do you want to be a project that your mentor have to spend a lifetime managing? Are you the kind of son and daughter that your pastor, your leader, your mentor have to tiptoe around because your ego is so fragile that they are afraid of helping you. Today, I pray that as you watch this video, you would make up your mind that you would be quick to bounce back up and develop that fortitude that will not allow your spirit to feel destroyed and bounce back with greater love, gratitude and one time when Jesus was correcting a group of people, he told them, he said, you will quote me the proverb, physician, heal yourself. At this point, he was referring to Israelites that there were many lepers in Israel and yet a, a, a Gentile leper that was healed. He said there were many widows in Israel, but it was an outsider, a Gentile widow that was helped by the prophet. When that truth was revealed, they were so upset and angry. The Bible says that they tried to push him off the cliff. Can you imagine being so angry about a truth that hurts you so bad that you're willing to murder the son of God? That is why Jesus was saying, you're going to quote this proverb of physician, heal the sick. Because when correction is given, Humans have a tendency of finding faults with the one who corrects. Be careful not to start a fight with your mechanic because he said that there was a fault in your car and start looking for the problems in his car because it is not about his car, it is about your car. That in itself is a sign of pride in your heart. So I don't blame the mentors for desiring to live a little long and not to die on the first day of their ministry like Stephen in the Bible who was stoned for telling the truth. So could it be possible that there is a time and a day of salvation wherein people will receive the gospel better when they have learned that this is their time? So a piece of advice to the mentors out there, don't teach everyone everything. Wait to see if they have burnt the yoke and kill the oxen and left everything behind like Elisha did before he followed Elijah. He had nothing to go back to. When Peter betrayed Jesus, he still had his fishing nets that he could go back to. What do you need to completely cut off before offense causes you to go back to where you came from? This was the reason why God chose Israelites to take them through the Red Sea instead of the shortcut of 10 days. He said, because when they see war, they will change their mind and will want to go back into slavery. So he chose to take them to the Red Sea, which was a much longer route. God wasn't sure if they could handle the pressures of war. 
Every time you allow a correction to withdraw yourself into a cuckoo, you are also withdrawing from a momentum and an opportunity to ride a wave into your destiny. Now, this also slows down your mentor who is now waiting on you to finish with your pity party. Imagine Moses, who was also called by God to go into the promised land, had to die in the desert without being able to see the promised land. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 24 says this, Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. If your pastor and a leader really loves you, cares for you, the sign of your leaders really caring for you is that they're willing to wrestle and pull you out of the lies of the enemy. Yet many a times we parents, we hold back correcting our own children out of fear. May you never be like that child that a parent fears to correct. So when you are corrected, don't let the enemy make you go into hiding. I'll talk more about those insecurities next week. Instead, do the opposite. Show them gratitude. Use that opportunity to expose your fears and get greater clarity of what you need to do. Correction helps you from learning it the hard way. It becomes your shortcut to destiny. It says that your mentor trusts you enough to correct you at the risk of spoiling his own name. Correction saves you time and it is a sign that it is not too late. And correction is certainly a manifestation of God's grace and mercy over your life. Enjoy it, appreciate it, and celebrate it. I hope this has blessed you. Until next time, God bless.